0: All of us have wished we could swing through trees in a loincloth gnawing on raw meat. But most of us never have. If you have, you can skip this episode. But for the rest of you, I'll explore how you can apply these lifestyle choices and others based on the 1912 book Tarzan of the Apes. I'll cover ripped shirts, extreme pain tolerance, and a new way to get a haircut, as well as many other ways to bring the jungle to your life. Tarzan of the Apes is a book about this baby whose parents die after they get shipwrecked on the African coast, and he gets raised by an ape, and he gets, like, all these ape characteristics. You know, you probably know the gist of it if you've seen the Disney movie or even heard about Tarzan in the general parlance of the day. But the book is nothing at all like the movie There's a lot less singing and a lot more murder and more violent stuff. But you know, Tarzan, he's a pretty cool guy in the book. And so I'm going to be analyzing the different ways where we can be more like Tarzan. So I have nine different things that we could potentially copy from Tarzan. And then I'm going to discuss A, how we can copy those things, and B, what Would happen if we actually did copy those things. So, the first thing that Tarzan does is like his classic move, swinging through the trees. Like he was raised by apes, so he picked up that skill from them to swing through the trees. He can just fly from branch to branch, he can drop down like a spider or a monkey, I suppose. He's just got all that agility, and what does it take to have that sort of climbing agility? It takes a rippling, muscular upper body, it takes some giant calluses, and it takes a lot of confidence. So how can we achieve that ability to swing through trees and climb like a monkey? Well, the first thing we're going to have to do is achieve that jacked upper body and so you might be thinking obviously weight room just hit it but you know the weight room is not always the most convenient place for everyone like not everyone has a weight room sometimes it's hard to get there to the weight room sometimes you just don't feel like it so i have a different solution for you if you've ever seen one of those mobile coat racks there's like wheels on the bottom and then there's a bar on the top so you need to find one that's the right height for you that you can reach up and grab it and then hang from it and not have your feet touch the ground. But you could also push your foot on the ground like a scooter and scoot along with it as you hang from the top. So that's gonna be your new mode of transportation going around. It's gonna be a coat rack. And you take off the hangers, please, otherwise you'll get whacked in the face. But otherwise, you're gonna take that coat rack everywhere you go with you and you're just going to be hanging from it where you're not pushing under the ground to scoot yourself around. All right. So that covers part of what you need because you're going to be getting really jacked. You're going to be good at hanging on to things from all that time you spend on the coat rack and potentially even other people will come out with their coat racks. Hopefully if you're not the only one doing this be like Tarzan sort of thing. So when they come out with their coat racks, you can like get some momentum swinging back and forth, you know, and then launch yourself up and grab onto their coat rack. And hopefully it doesn't just like tip over like a domino and you both fall and smash your skulls on the ground, Cause then uh, your wannabe Tarzan quest would be over pretty soon, but you're going to grab it and it's not going to tip over. And then there'll be two people on one coat rack. And then you can hang out and be like coat rack buddies and you can kind of start like a coat rack conga line. It'll be a good deal. You can work together like that. Okay. So that's going to give you such a ripped upper body. Like you're going to put shirts on and they're just going to rip off. I know that's going to be rough. And we'll get to the point where like you just can't wear shirts anymore and you wear a loincloth later. Okay. we won't talk about the loincloths quite yet. So hold your horses on that. But so you've got this jacked upper body and then you need to build up some calluses okay because it doesn't matter how strong you are if your hands are just screaming at you whenever you hold on to something because your skin is too soft so how you're going to build up those calluses is you're going to just give tons of people handshakes and now not just any old handshake will do here okay you're going to need to do some left-handed handshakes for one i know That's shocking to some of you, but lefty equality, you know what I mean? I'm a lefty. I think we should have more lefty handshakes in the world. Yeah, actually, I don't really care that much, but for the sake of this, you're going to have to give lefty handshakes because otherwise you wouldn't get any calluses on your left hand. And so there's a method to doing these handshakes and that method is you need to grab their hand very firmly, okay? And they're going to respond by probably grabbing your hand firmly as well in response. And then you're going to need to do the thing that's called dapping them up. And so when you dap them up, you slowly slide your hand back, holding it out straight. And they slowly slide their hand back, also holding it out straight. And that friction will rub on your hand. And they'll start to build up stronger calluses. And then you go and you dap someone else up. You give them a handshake, you just keep dapping people up over and over again until eventually you have the calluses you need to be a climbing superstar. All right. So that's how you get the calluses and you already have the ripped upper body from scooting around in your coat rack. And so you might be wondering, now, what do I do with this now that I have attained this climbing skill of Tarzan? Well, I can't say exactly what you would do it with it in your life. But for me, I, I imagine this. So I'm, I have my coat rack, all right? I'm scooting down the sidewalk, room, 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 skirt, skirt, skirt. People are like giving me odd looks. They're like, man, his shirts just don't stay together. He's just so jacked from going around on that coat rack all the time. There's kind of been like a transportation renaissance. Like instead of skateboards or bikes, like the trendy people now all have coat racks. on campus because they see me with my inability to find a shirt that fits anymore and so i get to class and i climb up the wall to school because obviously i did all this for the ability to climb and so i'm not going to go through the door which my coat rack probably wouldn't fit through anyways so i climb up the wall my class is on the third floor okay so i climb up i get to the window i knock they just ignore me. They're like, who is this shirtless maniac knocking on our window? Like, they don't recognize me, apparently. I know. Shocking. Who would not recognize the dashing glue? But they don't in my imaginary scenario. So what do I do? I, there's only one option. I break the window. So I punch through the window, climb into class, sit myself in a desk, and start learning. And so you know it's just a pretty chill way to get around walking seems mundane after you start to climb places it just gives you a lot of swagger you might think well there's not a lot of trees nowadays to swing around on it's just not really optimal for somewhat of my lifestyle well actually you're wrong because we have buildings all over the place and you can climb up those you can swing from street lamps you can tackle people in the street well don't tell the police that i told you to do that if you do but you have lots of options out there and speaking of breaking the window you know that might hurt a little bit but not if you have the quality of tarzan which is extreme pain tolerance all right tarzan he got his body mangled by a gorilla, like his ribs were exposed. Um, he got half of his scalp partially torn off by an ape. And then there was one day where he was just walking in through a door and he was mistaken for a predator and he got shot by his friend. And his friend was like, Oh no! Oh no! What did I do? Are you okay? And then Tarzan's just like, Yeah, bro, I, look, I got mauled by a gorilla. This is nothing. And he's just like, shakes it off, sits down. So if you could have that pain tolerance of Tarzan, what would you do with it other than punch through windows? Um, So first you got to decide, how are you going to get that pain tolerance? And seeing as you probably don't have a lot of jungle predators to fight, and you probably don't want to get scarred and mangled in the process, we're going to have to think of a different way to build up that pain tolerance. But Don't worry, I've got this figured out for you. You're gonna have to be exposed to a lot of cold, okay? And so how you're gonna do this is first, you're gonna take freezing cold showers. I do it, you know, it's rough at first. It gets better eventually if you keep doing it. Second, you're gonna walk around wherever you walk around outside with your jacket unzipped. Now, this is assuming you live in a cold part of the country. I'm fortunate enough to live in Minnesota, where we occasionally get sub-zero temperatures and nearly every day get sub-zero wind chills, even in the summer. Just kidding, I made that up. But I live in Minnesota where it's cold. If you don't live somewhere where it's cold, well, you're just going to have to go in your freezer or something. But the idea is never zip up your coat. all right? Because number one, you're going to get colder and then you're going to start liking it. And then you're going to build up pain tolerance. Okay? That's the first benefit. The second benefit is it just overall just looks dope. You know, people don't wear capes anymore. People don't wear cloaks. But when you have a jacket that's unzipped and you're walking fast enough, it just kind of flows behind you in this cool wavy fashion. And you just look really cool. Like you're some conquering hero coming from the jungle or what have you. And plus, if you did step one well enough, like the jacket isn't going to fit on your massive torso anymore. You're not going to be able to ja- zip it up. So, that's the idea. Don't zip your jacket and take cold showers. You'll build up extreme pain tolerance. I I would say it's worked for me. I mean, like, here, you, you be the judge though. So, I was playing a basketball game the other day. And this huge dude, offensive lineman on the football team, was going up for a rebound at the same time as me, I got an elbow to the head, okay? So I did not just shake it off and keep playing. I stood there for about three seconds holding my head. Maybe I wanted a little bit of attention, okay? I'll, I'll admit it, but I stood there. I was in a little bit of pain for three seconds, and I moved on and kept playing. So now you could say I'm a baby. You could say I should have toughened up. Or you might say, well, that was pretty tough of you to walk off getting such a goose-sized lump, goose-egg-sized, not a goose-sized, that would be pretty big, goose-egg-sized lump on your head. You just walked it off, that's pretty tough, that pain-tolerant stuff might be working, I'm gonna try it myself. Or you might say not. Either way, I have one more way for you to be cold. That is a method Tarzan himself used. Wear a loincloth. All right, Tarzan didn't exactly use it to be cold since he was in the jungle. He just thought a loincloth was better than running around naked. But loincloth he'd used. And so you, this is probably the thing you've envied the most about Tarzan is that he just gets to wear a loincloth. And I'm going to tell you how to make this a reality for you. So a lot of us either go to school or work at somewhere where there's like some sort of dress code expectation, like, look at least this nice. Well, you know that dress code has to get written down somewhere. Someone's keeping track of that. That means that there's somewhere where you can change the dress code. Because, see, most dress codes don't even mention loincloths. If you look through a few dress codes, and I assure you, I have looked through so many dress codes... They just completely leave out loincloths. They think that like it's included in other broad statements like professional attire or no shoulders. But that's so broad. A loincloth is a special exception. Just like a sumo wrestler is a special person. Sorry, I didn't mean to get too sentimental there. But loincloths deserve to be accepted. So what you're going to do... Is you're going to sneak into the files of company school what have you and you're just going to add in all rules do not apply to loincloths anyone can wear loincloths okay the next step is you're gonna have to get you a good loincloth now like you can't be showing up in a dingy loincloth no you got to get the Gucci of loincloths okay and you're gonna have to find your own local dealer because I can't source all of you with loincloths. It's hard enough for me to get my own, to be honest. So you're gonna have to find your own own loincloth, but don't skimp on it, okay? Like, you're gonna be wearing this thing every day, so get yourself a good one. That's how you make it happen. What's gonna happen once you actually start showing up in a loincloth? Well, first of all, everyone's just gonna be staring at your huge upper body. They're gonna be like, man. I got to get me one of those coat racks. Okay. That's the first thing that's going to happen. The second thing that's going to happen is they're going to be like, man, you must feel so good. And you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I do. The third thing that's going to happen is they're going to suddenly think, wait, isn't that against the dress code? And then they're going to go quick, pull up the dress code file. And then they're going to realize, oh, wait, we made an exception for loincloths. And then they're all gonna go and buy out the loincloths in the nearest stores and suppliers, and they're gonna show up to and cl- they're gonna show up in their loincloths too. And you know, it's just gonna be a good old loincloth time. Everyone's just chilling out, doing their best Tarzan impression. And you know it helps if you have, I don't know, just a lot of bold persona make sure you take up a lot of space when you're wearing a loincloth because you know the confident persona just kind of comes with the attire so that's the loincloth you know you do you if you want to pull that off I gave you the tips it'll I'm sure it'll end up very well another thing that Tarzan does is he thinks his mother is an ape I do not recommend thinking that your mother is an ape. Maybe not. Another thing Tarzan does is he's he's a little bit of a prankster, but in his own special way. Alright, Tarzan, he likes to play a little joke on the native people that moved in nearby. Every now and then he'll just yeet a corpse into their village. You know, just average jokesy things, find a body... Just chucking into the village. Make all the villagers wonder, what? Where did that come from? Now, seeing as you probably have a shortage of bodies lying around for you to chuck, I don't recommend copying this, like, move for move. So you're going to have to modify a little bit. You're going to have to look around for heavy objects around you that work, like, I don't know, a desk, bed, couch, futon. Just random people off the street, chairs, and you're going to yeet those instead, but there's a very specific technique you need to use when you're doing this um, yeeting of material. Yeet, it just means to like chuck with no regard for how it lands or you don't really care if the object is destroyed. That's what yeet means because I'm going to be saying yeet a lot more. So there's a technique to yeeting these objects though so that you can get away with your prank. First. You need to throw it as vertical as possible. Because when you throw it horizontal, everyone's going to know where that object came from. All right? it Like, the trajectory will continue in a direction, and they can just look in the direction that it came from. That's not very stealthy. It's not a good prank. Everyone's just going to be like, you threw a chair at me. Wow, that's annoying. And then you'll get into a fist fight. And you'll probably win, but it'll still be embarrassing that they figured out it was you trying to pull a prank. See, not speaking from personal experience or anything, but like you don't want to get into that mess. So be sneaky about it. So, what you really need to do is throw it vertical so it's coming almost straight down um, when it hits. And no one will really know where it comes from. And this is where they really get terrified. They're like, a chair fell from the sky. And hopefully you threw it far enough up into the air that when it hits the ground, it just gets mangled beyond recognition. Um, So they don't recognize it was like literally their chair from the room next door. Otherwise, they might get mad about that. But... Also, a benefit of throwing it high enough is it gives you time to get away and get a nice view of their reaction, but also not get busted. Because, you know, getting busted isn't really the nicest thing. Yeah, like you could easily take one or two of them, you know, but like if five pranked people came after you, you know, you might have to expend a little bit of energy on that. And it's not so fun. And so you get to see the bewildered look on their faces and as random objects fall from the sky. Now, remember, don't do this like twice in a row. Maybe do it like every, every week or so. Otherwise, like number one, you're going to run out of things to throw. And number two, it's going to be suspicious that literally all of the time you're around, things get fall from the sky. So, you know, just space it out a little bit. I know it's fun. You're going to be tempted to do it more, but just chill. Take your time. Yep. So, eating corpses. Yeah, Tarzan did that. Don't throw corpses, but throw other stuff. The other thing that Tarzan does is he um, kills wild forest animals that are very large. Um, he kills some gorilla. He kills a lion or two. And I think maybe that's something we would want to emulate, too. You know, me personally... I don't have a lot of gorillas around to fight. I also don't have a lot of lions around to fight. I mean, if I went to Detroit, I would for show sure, um, take on those lions, the Detroit Lions football team. I am still a little bit salty that they took the Packers out of the playoffs, but leaving politics and sports out of this, there aren't a lot of gorillas and lions to fight around here. Now you can go to the zoo, but, I kind of imagine that the zoo staff would not take too kindly to you hopping a fence and kind of running into there, um, shimmying down the wall, and striding up to a gorilla and giving it a punch in the face. Like, look, they don't care about your safety, but they can't have their gorilla having a black eye when their spectator's coming. So you can't beat up on the um you can't beat up on the zoo's gorillas. So like, what are you going to do? You know, I I really don't know. You're going to have to find other ways to take out your aggression. Like, you could join kickboxing, MMA, what have you, but otherwise, you might just have to stick to throwing things in the air to prank people. Honestly, like, there's not a lot of ways to let out your aggression nowadays without getting attacked by, like, legal people you know it's just so restrictive nowadays what you can't do you know that's kind of a joke but you know if you figure out a way to practice fighting gorillas and lions just let me know and i will happily take the tips the last suggestion i have for you guys is um one of tarzan's signature grooming moves cutting his hair with a knife And not only did he cut his hair with a knife and give himself some, uh, shall we say, suave bangs, he also shaved his face with a knife. And mind you, he shaved his face with a knife that he found in a cabin that was, like, at least a dozen years old. He shaved with that knife without a mirror. Okay? Now, this is the most implausible part. Uh, about this book. Like I I believe that a dude could get raised by an ape. I believe that the dude could kill like a kid could kill a gorilla. But I do not believe that Tarzan could shave with an old knife without a mirror. Just that's it's ludicrous. Okay? I like to shave with straight razors. And there are these like it's pretty cool. There's these sharp little blades. I think they're like the sharpest you can legally make blades in the US. And they're all like individually wrapped. So I pop one of those out, unwrap it, put it in my handle, and I shave with that. And it's like, it's nice. Like you just scrape down it at like a 45 degree angle and it just cuts everything off. Very nice. But, you know, sometimes I slice my face. And, you know, fortunately it always heals very quickly. It closes up pretty quickly. But we got some geysers going there sometimes. It's like someone was drilling in... A rich oil field, except not oil, blood. And just gushers. So, it's gotten better, I promise you. I don't. Well, mostly it's gotten better because I have a beard now and I don't shave. But also, I've gotten better at not cutting my face. But, Tarzan, who nobody taught him how to shave, nobody gave him a mirror or anything to even look at himself, he apparently shaves... And if you looked at the picture on the cover of the book, you would think that he is a male model with how cleanly groomed his um, very handsome manly face looks. It's like perfectly clean and with no mirror and an old knife. It's, It's ridiculous. I don't think it's possible. But if you want to start shaving with a knife go right ahead. But I recommend a straight razor. It's very fun. Very dangerous. Puts you on edge. Uh, See what I did there? It's pretty good. But if you want an upgrade to your hair cutting style, then by all means, go right ahead and start using a knife. Because I mean, what could go wrong using a knife near your head? Like, the worst that happens is maybe you cut off a little too much hair maybe a little scalp a little ear but you know it'll grow back it all grows back and you could probably get some pretty cool styles with a knife just a rugged look like you just came out of the jungle could really trim the edges pretty well get a little bit of a bowl cut going you know you could get some good looks and you save money in the long run i mean everyone has kitchen knives Like nothing wrong has ever happened with kitchen knives except for the one time I was trying to open ring baloney and I sliced through the packaging into my thumb and it was bleeding all night when I was trying to play badminton. Alright, enough of that. We don't need to talk about my clumsiness with knives. You know, chop your hair with a knife. Save some money on the barber. Maybe start your own barbershop business. Free cuts with knife. You know. Some of the more out there live it on the edge types. I already made that pun. That was dumb. Some of the more out there types might come and check out your barbershop business. Why not? But you might have decided by now some of these lifestyle choices would be great. You know, wearing a loincloth, obviously great. Um, Extreme pain tolerance, obviously great. But I have one more for you. And that is gnawing on raw meat all right tarzan he was raised by apes apes obviously don't know how to cook their food so tarzan you know he grew up eating raw meat which is you know i guess some people do that i hear some people in wisconsin like tiger meat like raw ground beef all right good for them but tarzan he also loved his raw meat nothing like killing a wild boar Ripping off its hide, reaching your hand in to pull out a nice juicy hunk of raw meat. Yeah, that was Tarzan's thing. So, I mean, apparently it worked for him. He was getting all those protein gains, just looking absolutely yoked. That massive upper body swinging through the trees. Maybe it was the raw meat that did it. And of course... I'm sure he had a little bit of a Mediterranean diet sort of thing going with the fruits and nuts and bugs, potentially. I think they might have eaten bugs in the book. It doesn't say that he did. Um, but he did not eat human, okay? There was a moment of conflict where he almost ate a human and then some noble instinct within him stopped him from it. So he, did, he eats raw meat, but not people, okay? Just want that to be known. If you want to be like Tarzan and eat raw meat, by all means, go right ahead. Just don't tell anyone I told you to do it, okay? You know, maybe you'll get some gains. Maybe you'll feel really powerful and strong and cool and confident. Just don't blame me if anything goes wrong. So maybe there are a couple of things we wouldn't want to copy from Tarzan, you know, like eating your mom meat, or thinking that your mother is an ape, or chucking dead bodies as a prank. But, clearly there are plenty of things we'd want to copy. Like I said before, loincloth, knife haircuts, extreme pain tolerance, and, you know, coat rack transportation to get that really muscular upper body. How many times have I said really muscular upper body or like some variants of that phrase? It's got to have been a lot. Anyways, there's some good ones. There's some bad ones. You know, take what you want. Create your own Tarzan lifestyle for yourself. Just have a good time doing it. You'll choose which ones you'll use. Yeah, that's kind of catchy there. Let me know how it goes. Thanks for listening all the way through. And tune in next time for a very unique guest. We'll be talking about love letters. See you later.